Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. We're back. We're back. 55. Um, so, folks, if you've listened before, you haven't listened at all, you're going to get some knowledge dropped on you right now. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, all that fun stuff on social media at Geek Drink Pod. So give us a like, follow us, uh, leave a review. All those reviews and, and comments help us on the algorithm. Um, so please, give us your thoughts on this episode and others in the past. Yeah. And we've covered everything from last week we covered Cocaine Bear um, to the other end of the spectrum where we've covered Star Wars, Star Trek, animes, the MCU, the DCEU. We've covered... We've done everything in the cinematic and social zeitgeist. <laughs> yes, and we've got more to come. But give us some comments. Let us know what you guys like, because that helps us uh, explore other things that we may not have thought about talking about. Yes. All right. But yeah, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, X. Uh, we're also on secretlyracist.com. Oh, no, we're not secretly no, racist. We're not secretly racist, but that's where we put ourselves on this week. I guess you can say you're secretly racist because you're Mexican, but is that? I, uh, I I'm white. Secret. I need to protect myself <laughs> at this point. But we're not on secretlyracist.com. We're on interracialmeat.net. Yes. Black right. people meet. We've already been on there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we went back. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, folks, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, and this week we are bringing back a, a brew from the from the past, just because we need to clean up the fridge a little bit. And, but it was good, that's completely okay. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking the Sweetwater Orange Citrus Ale. So it was good. It's from uh, here in Colorado. From the what did I say? It was from last time. Mm. Uh, Fort Collins. Fort Collins, yes. Oh, still just as good. You spilled a bunch of shit over Yeah, well, I was trying to figure out where it was, and I was like, where's it from? (laughs) And it's like my lap. That's where it's from. Matt peed himself. (laughs) No, if I pee myself there, I've got (laughs) a good stream reach. I've got a healthy urination. (laughs) Woohoo! All right, folks, as I. This stupid box is bugging me. Anyway, <laughs> it's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks. And this week we're talking about the, I I think, um, Jordan Peele's it was directorial his first debut. Yeah. Directorial debut, and I think it's one of his best films. Um, Get Out. Get Out, yes. Get Out! Uh, the 2017 out. <laughs> surprise class, surprise hit. Surprise, it? and I would also classify it as a classic, because I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know I, I'm tipping my hand a bit here, <laughs> folks, but I think it was a fantastic film. And uh, surprisingly a short film, too. Yeah, so, it wasn't... I, I 104 how, minutes. 104 minutes, yeah. yeah. Barely an hour and a half. 
but it it keeps you going throughout yes. the entire movie. So four and a half million dollar budget took in two hundred fifty five million. Mm-hmm. Obviously a success for for Universal who produced the film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, Jordan Peele of uh, Key and Peele fame, comedic actor. Mm-hmm. His directorial debut. Who quit acting uh, because they Sony asked him to in the Emoji movie play the poop emoji, and he was just like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with acting. I'm I'm not going to do this ever again." Which is sad because he's actually a really talented actor, but I think uh, his films have been amazing so i'm like hey if you want to just direct go nuts <laughs> like please yeah so um interesting cast it's a uh i wouldn't say a, a extremely famous cast but it's got some pretty well, good you names got on some it. workers like bradley yeah. whitford is if any of you have watched like the West, the West Wing, Wing yeah. or Studio Sixty or any of these things, you know Bradley Whitford. He he works <laughs> and yes. he's amazing. <laughs> um, if you've seen him recently, you've probably seen him on Hulu's uh, The Handmaid's Tale. He plays Commander uh, Water. Or Los- I Lawrence. haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale. Like my my girlfriend, I know read the books and she wasn't like as jonesed about the series, but um, but yeah, I mean. But yeah, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, amazing actor. Check him out. You've um, also got um, Daniel Kaluuya. I think Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Anyway, um, you've I seen, don't know. You've I, seen I him mean, in. Uh, do we have it phonetically spelled? K E L U J E. Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know. He is a, uh, if you've seen him on anything like, recently... subscribe, message us if we're wrong. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, you've seen him in Black Panther. He's been I think Doctor he was Who. a little wasted in Black Panther, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Um, he was also uh, the lead in Judas and the Black Messiah, which was a oh, good Oh, I film. really want to see that. It's good. I recommend it. Okay. Um, but you've we're also... not getting into Rex, but... Yeah. I, I really wanted to see that just because it looked like a great... But you had uh, Catherine Kinnear. Yep. 40-year-old um, virgin, Into the Wild. Uh, Greg Kinnear's... Wife. No. Sister. No. Sister? Oh, you're right. Sorry. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Hi, smart. <laughs> um, yeah. You've got Keegan-Michael Key is actually in it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, their partnership is alive and thriving. Oh, yeah. Um, Allison Williams, who... Uh, what was she in that I remember? Uh, I don't know. You can pull it up on your... Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. On, on the interweb. Oh, I, I never watched it, but she was in that HBO series, Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But she was really good, like, in this, like... So, um, I guess, let's... Uh, do we want to do kind of a breakdown of what the story is? Yeah, let's go. So, pretty much, it's a young man going... Upstate to meet his girlfriend's, his girlfriend's parents, parents um, who she says are not racist. Yes, so he's black, she's white, so on and so forth. It you get it, yeah. But turns out that her father's a neurosurgeon and her mom's a hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist, and they have a dark secret with their family. Yes. Um, 
And everything in this moment or in this movie is telling you to get out. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> love, ter- uh, love the title because it's everything's being like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> you're, you're in danger. And he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. And it just keeps going. <laughs> so, uh, but pretty much they discover a dark secret without getting into spoilers. I think, I think we're safe at this point. So this movie's seven years old almost. Okay, so pretty much it's like they put white people's brains in a black person's body yeah. and take over them completely. It's... Super freaky, but yeah, so sorry, spoiler alerts, but it's a very good movie. Like, oh, yeah, please check it out. It's well worth the watch, especially because it's super short, it just keeps things chugging along the entire time you go. So, yeah, so let's let's talk about themes and thematically. Oh, yes, so Adam. First impressions thematically about this movie. Okay, well, you definitely get this idea of the sort of the racial disparity between white people in high society and then just black people in general. And it's shown where it's like, yes, you have your your best friend character is like working for the TSA and he's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. And no one takes him seriously because he works for the TSA, even though he is right throughout 99% of the film. True. Um, but then it's this whole thing. Like you go to this upscale, like upstate New York or whatever. New yeah, Jersey. upstate New York. Yeah. Um, and you see like, okay, yeah, there are, servants that are all black and it's like that's really weird yeah you get the housekeeper and the uh the groundskeeper yep and you're like this is bizarre doesn't make any sense yeah and so you we're not in get... alabama yeah but, but it's yeah, like I'm we just, shouldn't have that joking. even in alabama no, I nowadays jokingly but... and over the top but yes yeah. but we it, it just became a big thing where it was like okay you see things aren't working out and the girlfriend character is like way, way overcompensating, like trying to be like, oh, this is fine. This is normal. Yeah. This is all normal. But also she's like defending her boyfriend constantly from the cops, from everything. And you kind of just get from the get go this, there's something not quite right. And I think this is all intentional. It's all trying to make it so you feel like, okay, this feels like this antebellum Georgia. Yeah, estate. Like, had you not known, if they never told you this was upstate New York or anything like yeah. that, you would have felt you were yeah, yeah, in, in the deep south. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's like things feel just off. Like, And I guess this is another thing like we brought up last week. Like, Tension is you knowing there's a bomb underneath the table, but the characters don't. Yeah. It's like, you know something is really wrong. From the get-up. Yeah. 
And I think so. When did when did you as as a as a watcher of this film get that first impression that something was off and something was wrong? Oh, I think it was when uh, they got pulled over by the police after the they so the main characters they get into a like they hit a deer. Yes. Um, and cops come, and the cops are being. I don't want to say it like this. Uh, cops are hassling the black boyfriend character. William. Or not William. Chris. Chris. Um, they're hassling him. Yeah. Um, and the girlfriend is like fervently like, why are you doing this? What is going yeah. on? And like she's defending him. And you're kind of like, oh, that's really sweet. But at the same time, you're kind of like, wait, what? Why is she, like, so insistent? That's when I thought, there's something wrong. Is, like, yeah, there's something weird going on. If she's trying to defend him, like, so aggressively. And, yeah, it just, it became Mm -hmm. a little weird. And then you see, like, little moments where he's interacting with, the other uh, African American uh, people yeah. in this in this town town, and yeah. he's just trying to be like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, I haven't seen another brother up here. Like, keep it pretty casual." But they're like, "Oh, hello. This is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like things just. I think feel off. I mean, I started feeling off." when they first get to the house and that first hypnotherapy session where you're like oh god that was so unsettling yeah. so the mom is a, is a hypnotherapist trying to cure him of his smoking I'm trying to make it so he doesn't smoke anymore but yeah, he opens so he, up about the hit and run and how he felt guilty and yeah yeah it's, and it's this whole thing of like her stirring her kind of her oh yeah like coffee cup or tea cup yeah and it just that and she's just like sinking to the floor, and it's just like, whoosh. yeah, it was just so unsettling. Oh, I, I like, will tell you, Jesus, Jordan Peele, you, you just, you literally broke people's minds. Yes, <laughs> I would say one of the most unsettling parts for me wasn't even before the big reveal, but when the the, the social well. Uh, the wealthy socialites came over. Yeah. And... They're all like, ooh, you're so strong. Oh, I, you, ooh, you, you are look so handsome. Specimen. I mean, yeah. you're great. Like, Tiger Woods is great in that situation. I would have voted for Obama for a third term. Uh, yeah, and then you get to the point where they're playing bingo, but they're really not playing bingo. They're auctioning off yeah. him. It's just such a weird, bizarre thing. It kind of... I like how it plays into that racial undertones of of slavery in, in a sense, but without being overt about it. Yes. It's it's a very kind of casual under the rug mention about what's going on. I will say though, I think that scene and then you have the blind art dealer who's played by and I was looking at stuff while we were talking. Um he's been in a ton of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Uh Stephen Root. Um Is he really blind or No, he is not. Because um, I think he's played a blind character in something else oh, as yeah. well. But um but no he's not blind. I will tell you where he was awesome. And that was Man in the High Castle. 
I haven't watched that oh, one. You need to watch that on Prime. Um, but he's—I mean—he's been in everything from Dodgeball, Brother Where Art. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. That's where um, I know him from Dodgeball. He was. Yeah. Uh, was it news radio? News radio. Oh yeah, that's yeah, an Aaron Sorkin one, right? Yeah. No, and he, yeah, it was when Phil Hartman was last. Yeah. Movie. He was the boss of the radio station. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I mean, funny, funny actor, good actor, a lot of just. Random stuff he's been in. Working actor. And yes. this kind of goes back to our previous discussion where it's like, you get people that work. And yes. they do a good job. Yes. Um, you've got people who... They're... Yeah, like you said, they're working actors. They're, the, they're not the Hollywood A-list. You don't have Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise in this. It's the raw kind of money. Yeah, you have people that are just like, I'm going to work. I'm going to deliver the best performance that I can give you. Yes. Because I care. So. And I think that also, like, I mean, did you ever watch Key and Peele? Oh, like, I love Key and Peele. It was great. And I always, like, I still watch it to this day where but, I'm like, okay, I'll put it on if I just want to have a laugh. <laughs> so real quick before you give this subject. Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Is it the spiritual successor to Chappelle, to Chappelle show? show? Yes. For, okay. Thank yes, you. I will put my <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, sketch comedy that dealt with like like. I, uh, so first off, ladies and gentlemen, and people around the world, I I really love Dave Chappelle. I think he. I like Dave Chappelle then. Dave Chappelle now is a little out there for me. I I still like him because I think he, like, again, and I think in one of his last Netflix specials, he says he doesn't punch down on people. Doesn't punch up, but he just, you see it coming right at you. Okay. And so, and I think that's the same thing Key and Peele did where it was just like, they're not degrading someone no they're not elevating someone to a stupid pedestal yeah they're it's the same thing with the south park guys it's like they're just punching yep they don't care you know where it's coming from and if they don't make fun of everyone equally then they're being prejudiced then they're being racist then they're they have a problem they make fun of their equal opportunity. Yes, <laughs> people that make fun of people. <laughs> so before we get back on the subject of <laughs> of the movie, something I thought of after we recorded last time for Cocaine Bear and mm-hmm. Chappelle that you brought it up. How funny it would have been if Chappelle's coke character showed up briefly in <laughs> Tyrone. Tyrone, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Supreme crack giveaway. <laughs> That would have been funny. Yeah, just like a like end, like a cameo in the credit. It would have ruined the film. That's why you do it like, as like a end credit. No, scene. I yeah. I see it as an end, like Tyrone like <laughs> fighting the bear. Oh god. Or okay, that would have been great. Hey, Dave Chappelle, I know you don't listen, but if you if someone who knows Dave Chappelle is listening, we need that as a one off sketch comedy moment. <laughs> I'm going to fight the cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to uh, getting out. Or uh, get out, get sorry. Out. <laughs> We're getting out of this part. <laughs> We're getting out of not being on topic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I was saying, the, the racial undertones they play with, it's not 
I mean, some of it is overtly in your face, but they do it in such a way where it doesn't feel like it's overtly in your face. Well, it's like they try to make the parents and all these other characters look more innocent, more sympathetic. Yeah, they're trying to paint them with this, who, like, me, oh, oh I, no, we would I, never hey, do that. Everyone's just ignorant, like, don't bother with them. And yeah. it's it's this whole thing, but it's like, you know, that deep down, something's Fucked up. <laughs> and it makes total sense on a rewatch of the film. Yeah, because I mean, I re- I, yeah. this was me rewatching the movie because I saw it like years ago. I loved it. And then rewatching it prior to this conversation, I was just like, yeah, holy but shit. <laughs> the things you don't, you pick, like any good film like this, where you pick up on other things that come after a rewatch. Yeah. Such as. The house, when, like you said, when he, when he goes into town and sees their black people and they're like, hi, how are you today? Like, totally, if you were a, and I'm not saying this in a racist sense, a white person posing as a black person. Yeah, well, and to it's get like by. They're, how they talked. Yes. It's like it, the dialogue is completely off. Oh, yeah. And it's like you want to say Chris as a character is not like super, like, He's not like a ghetto character. No. He's he's not from the streets. It's no, just like yeah, he had a, a rough upbringing. He had but, a rough moment with his mother's death, and yeah, but he is educated. He is he's smart. He's but smart. He's put together. It there are just some things that don't quite connect. No, and you kind of that's that was my thing where I'm like like and again going back to it is just. That's where things stopped. Like I'm just like, oh, something's not right. Something's weird. Yeah, and and all these characters and all these moments are literally screaming at him, get out. Yeah, get out. So, ending of movie. Oh, what was your initial thoughts when he just left Rose there? Well, so there's. There were kind of two, I guess, endings. Like one is the actual ending, yeah. where he just let leaves Rose to to bleed out, to bleed out. Which, yeah, <laughs> like if I don't care whomever you are, it's like if you betrayed me like that, we're done. And like you, you saw the moment where he has his hands around her throat and he's. Trying to strangle her, but he just can't bring himself to do it. Um, it is kind of yeah. He just he makes the bigger choice and the better choice. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's another uh, ending that came out like that where uh, he gets arrested and put in prison for all this shit. And you're like, oh, that would have been. I understand the social commentary. Yeah. But I like the fact that he he got out. He he made the bigger choice. Everything worked out in his favor. So that that was kind of my thing is like, yeah, he let Rose, who had been doing this for years, like boyfriending yeah. black men and bring him home, bring him home to just lambs for the slaughter if you will and it's like that sucks she deserved to be strangled to death but he didn't do it no it's interesting though because up until 
that point, you're almost quasi-sympathetic with her still. Like, no! I would say a little bit, because you don't know she's in on it too much. You kind of like... The second she was just like, I already have the keys. I was done. Yeah. With that character. Okay. I was just like, okay, she's betrayed him completely, and she led him to the slaughter. True. Well... And it's like, she has no redeeming qualities. And then, yeah, it's just... Well, even I like mean, when you see her... ever have that, redeeming quality in a situation? Well... <laughs> yeah, but... But you even see her as this character, like, with the white turtleneck. And mm-hmm. it's just like... And she's eating, like, Fruit Loops. And she just seems so detached from everything. And she's just, like, looking up profiles of other people that she could victimize... And you're just kind of like, well, she's not a good human being. Well, yeah. I don't think any of these people are except for Dan or Chris. Chris is great. His friend, I forget the friend's name. Rod. 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 Yeah. He he was great. (laughs) They're good people. Rod. (laughs) Like, they're just doing their, (laughs) they're just living. Yes. But it's like, yeah, Bradley Whitford deserved to get stabbed to death by, (laughs) by an, uh, stag mount on the wall it's like all these characters got their like got what was coming to them and so let's talk about um i would say this immortality that they're trying to create for themselves Mm -hmm. obviously lends itself a little bit more to the science fiction aspect and I, I kind of I applaud Jordan Peele for making this a horror movie but you've got some sci-fi aspects you've got Did some... you ever watch like his Twilight Zone stuff? Because yeah. I haven't. It was decent. It wasn't okay. amazing and I think part of it came, was it came out at the wrong time mm-hmm. um, with everything going on in the world in 2020 um, but I think the way he kind of incorporates this quasi-sci-fi aspect to it, like we're implanting consciousness, and you're, and the host consciousness lives in that in the void, or the what's it called, the uh, sunken place. Yeah, um, like sinking into the couch. It's yeah. like, you're kind of there, but, but you're no not control. in control. It's a very interesting science aspect to this horror film. Mm-hmm. You don't really see that in, these, in horror genre movies where there's a, a ground root in science. Yes. Um, which I, I, I like because it... it broadens the appeal of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I do like that it's not a horror movie in the sense of, we talked about last week, not, not that Cocaine Bear is a horror movie, but the gore that you've seen in horror movies of late with the saws, the nuns, the the conjurings, whatever they may be. Yeah, don't they have another nun movie? Yeah, that's I out? saw that. Uh, it was a YouTube commercial. It's like, Charlotte, cover your eyes! I'm just sort of like, whatever, I'm done. <laughs> I never even saw where the I didn't see the from. first nun. Yeah. Um, so a kind of interesting aspect in the way he took that. Um, so Adam, we've talked about it a little bit before and kind of our, our enjoyment of it. Let's talk about cinematography of this film. Oh, I, it was such a unique way to do it and such a effective uh, method. Yes. I, I loved the idea of the, the little TV screen in the, mm-hmm. like whatever old, TV cabinet thing, yeah. where that almost carried over when he first sinks in, like yeah, to the couch. You see just this like old screen, but then 
when they're trying to get him ready for his procedure. It's that's right there. And yep. it's like it all just he I think Jordan Peele and the cinematographer I I don't know who the cinematographer is off the top of my head, but I think they they had an idea of how this was gonna look. Like looked very natural from the outside. But then you have this brief moment where something is almost like coming in from the outside, mm-hmm. if you will. And it looks like a TV screen because his whole um, like backstory was he was watching TV um, when his mom died. And you're kind of like, oh, it's okay. This is, this makes sense. And so, again, another setup and payoff. But... I I thought it was really beautifully shot. Um, what's what's the newest film that Jordan Peele came out with? Oh, he did. Hold on. It's not... He did one... Oh, God damn it. He is... So he did Nope, Us. Nope. 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 That's the one. I want him to... I really want to see that because that's kind of the more Aliens yes. one. And I want to check that out because I like alien stuff. Also, alien abduction terrifies me. So, um, so Adam, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I'm doing some research for this film and I, and I pulled it up here for us. Alternate endings that this film had. So obviously we had a couple different I, I brought that up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's more than one. He gets arrested. Um, reading some interviews Peel had, it was, he intended that to be more of a overt, in your face, um, how racism is still in play in America yes. today. Um, I was also reading he had a different ending where um, Rod breaks into the house, into the estate, and finds Chris and says, Chris, Chris, where are you? And Chris comes out and is like, I don't know who you're talking about, because obviously he's been replaced. Yeah. Um, do you think those would have served better with the film, or do you think the way it ended was, was enough? I thought it was enough. Okay. The way it ended, because I think having... His care, like, you're kind of, because you're seeing everything through his eyes, I think it's better that he gets, like, he gets out. Yeah. Is better. Um, And I I know you can always do the sad ending where he gets arrested or he's replaced or anything like that. And that's a way to do it. But I think it was more impactful to have him be like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm leaving. And yeah, it's like, granted it's like, yeah, Bradley Woodford's character would never stand trial or if he was alive or anything like that. But I think it was better that they ended it where he got out. So, what do you think? I think it worked. I think the ending... Why I'd like to see the other endings been included, I understand why this was the ending for the majority of audiences, and it's easier to accept. And and Jordan, and the way Jordan Peele phrases it, he, he realized audiences need kind of a quasi-happy ending to the story. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's definitely not happy. No, but, but... I mean, compared with the other endings could have been. I mean, yeah. I, I see where that... At that least he gets some... From. 
Closure. Closure, yeah. That's the best way to put it, um, closure. No, I think it fits, it fits the film and it fits everything he was trying to accomplish really well. Um, so, Adam, before we dive into hot takes, I know we like to talk about this often, music. That was actually going to be part of my hot take. Okay, we can just we can dive right into it, folks. We're going to dive right into <laughs> our hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? Okay, so I thought the Childish Gambino opening, <laughs> like, what did you think about that? Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Okay, why really, is that? I don't know. I It doesn't set the tone the way you think the movie's going to start Had you go, when you go in blind. Okay. Um, obviously, the second viewing, it kind of fits, I think, a little better mm-hmm. um, because it's subverting the expectation of the film. I do like where they went with, um, I'm having the time of my life. Yes. I think that was a great way to, to frame the film. Yeah, the headphones. That yes. was awkward. But, no, I mean, I think uh, Childish Gambino or, um, like, I, I think that was, if you listen to his music, he's very, he does have, like, a political or, like, racial message behind yes. a lot of stuff. And, uh like if you listen to like This Is America, which I think is one of his best songs that he had written, um, it all kind of connects. So that was kind of my thing. I was just going to be like, "Well, what did you think about yeah. adding that?" And because it was Redbone, mm-hmm. and I know that was a album that it came off the album that he wasn't like particularly like praised for yeah but uh i'm like no it makes sense it's kind of he he's always been very um like politically and racially racial equality charged and when i heard that like the first time i was just like yep (laughs) this makes sense (laughs) but uh but yeah, that that was going to be my hot take. It was just like the use of music. I think they did a really good job where they put stuff in there from the different characters, like points of view, or like where they were at more so. So okay. anyway. Um, you know, I think my only hot take of this is, and I know we say it's a quick movie. I wish it was just a hair longer because sometimes I think the pacing was a little too much. It was pretty fast. It was. Like, I, there's some points where I'm like... It's a breakneck speed. <laughs> I wish we had a couple points where we get to stop and breathe for a moment and, and kind of digest what's going on. With it. Not any filler scenes, but kind of scenes that give the audience the opportunity to go, hmm. whoa, okay, what did I just interpret? What did I just see? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's really a minimal complaint in the, in the grand scheme of the movie. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah why the pacing was boom, 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 end. Um, mm-hmm. It allowed you to absorb it all and then leave the theater and think versus you're kind of... It's a way homer. Yeah, you're, you're not in the theater trying to absorb and comprehend everything. You're just kind of like, wow, okay, what? And then by the time you leave, you go home and you go, okay, um, 
let's think about this for a moment before yeah. we discuss. Um, but no, I think other than that, that's really my only hot take of this. Okay, that, that's fine. Like I that I mean, I I feel like this is probably one of his best films. Like I haven't seen Nope, I haven't seen Us yet, yeah. but this one was just oh, on. so well executed. Keanu. <laughs> he didn't direct it. He no, just started he just and produced. Yeah, but I'm like, I guess I gotta watch that because my cat looks like Keanu now. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that does it for our discussion on Get Out. Yes. But before we get out of your ear holes, haha, <laughs> we are going to discuss our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Adam, dive into it. Well, um, so... Get back in here and give me your wreck. Um, I'm putting this out here knowing that my... One, my girlfriend's not listening. But two, oh, by the time right this now. episode comes out, it's uh, going to be after the fact. Okay, um, I won't text her then. I am going to recommend the Alamo Draft House's movie parties. That's kind of my wreck of the week. Um... If you have an Alamo Draft House near you, they're an amazing movie theater. Uh, very strict on their policies of like no talking, no texting, don't arrive late, yeah, that sort of thing. But you get people like bring you popcorn, bring you food, bring you drinks, bring Free food. Yeah, everything's great. And also, Matt and I did the uh, one of their... who drink trivia night. Yeah, so. Um, but uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be doing a, a movie party, kind of recreating my girlfriend and I's uh, favorite date, where we're gonna see Clue, and they give you like little props, like, <laughs> and so I gotta make sure she doesn't pick the same one because I think like I got the wrench, she got, I forget what she got, but they're a little like just yeah. foam props and. I think she got like the lead pipe or something, but I was just like, and then she got the lead pipe that night. Hey, oh, and now Adam has a concussion, <laughs> probably. But, um, but no, they do these fun little nights where you have like you have the props, you have like a bell which you can ring whenever they ring the doorbell and stuff like that. Okay, and it's just a ton of fun, and I'd love for. Megan, you and I to and, and, and Caitlin, Caitlin. <laughs> to do this, but um, it'd be hilarious. But yeah, it's they they have a lot of fun little movie parties. So check out the Alamo Draft House. They are probably the best movie theater I've ever ever been to. <laughs> so All right. check them out. All right. Well, so Adam recommended a movie theater. My wreck this week, season four. Of Star Trek Lower Decks just dropped. Okay. Episode one. Um, if you haven't checked out Lower Decks, I highly recommend it. It's animated. It's funny. It's not afraid to make fun of itself in the Star Isn't Trek the, universe. Uh, the guy, Jack Quaid? Yeah, Jack Quaid is in it. He's yeah. I like him. He's yes. on The Boys. Another wreck. <laughs> Please check out The Boys as well. But um, Yeah, continue. so Jack Quaid's in it. Um, Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Um Tony Newsom, who, if you'd seen the uh, Steve Carell Space Force TV series, she was leading there. 
Oh, I love that. Yes. I, I only watched the first season. Same here. I didn't get into season two. Um, but here's what I find. Oh, oh geez. thank you, Siri. Um, I highly recommend it. If you, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, it has so many deep cuts and it isn't afraid to make fun of Star Trek universe and Trekkies. And mm-hmm. they did doesn't a, it take place like future future? No, like, it's it's about the same time as the end of the TNG movies. It's like a year after that. Okay, but like when they had the crossover where they it was went like, back in time to yeah, yeah okay. where they came from the future. But it was really funny. So just just a brief mention of that: the crossover episode with Strange New Worlds is in the TV in the in the animated series. They talk fast. And they have all these different references and stuff. And so when they go back in time, they talk really fast. And even Spock and Pike are like, "Do they talk really fast in the future, or is it just me?" Um, it was to the point where like they see Spock and, and Mariner, who's one of the leads played by Tony Newsom, goes, "No one told me young Spock was so hot." Young Spock, hot Spock. This is my favorite thing now of the past. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode of Have a Drink of Some Geeks podcast. Yep. Thanks, guys, for listening. Find us on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. What's that? Jesus, not my Siri. Huh. We, we just can't get rid of her. <laughs> what what accent do you have your Siri going? Standard. Okay, I have mine is like um, Irish. Okay. So she's like... This is Catlin. This is... Just roll with it. Um, But yeah, follow us, find us, like, subscribe, comment on all social media platforms at Pod. Leave us a review, leave us a comment. Uh, The more people discuss it, the better we get into ear holes. Also, let me know ship builds for for Starfield. I'm really loving the game. I even saw one where someone made Serenity... Yes, I saw that on TikTok. Um, <laughs> Did I send that to you? No, I just ran across okay. it. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, the more you comment, the more people listen. The more people listen, the more we keep doing this. Yes. So, uh, but thanks, we, guys. We'd, we'd like to get paid at some point. Yes. A-R-O-I, return <laughs> on investment. Um, but thanks, guys, for listening. We hope you guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Now, get out. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023